Yes, you're gonna have people turn their backs, but it's time for us to keep it real. Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do, I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. I don't want to cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. Welcome back to the HBR podcast. We've got um, two of the uh, two of the boys with us today. Nathan's um, he's had a, he's, he's busy working. He's a busy man. So we've got got Mr. Mina Garris. How you doing, bro? Good legends. How are we going, Good, bro? And we've got Mr. Daniel Kirkbride. What's going on? Hi, boys. <clears throat> I'm good, bro. Man, my my, uh, my intro compared to Nate's is very anticlimactic, so <laughs> not gonna, it's not a great start to the podcast. But um, today, Min is going to lead us in with um, a topic. Now that we've got, obviously, down to three boys today because um, Nate had to work and that sort of thing, so we can't go balls deep on some certain topics that we really want to chat to you about, but we've rustled up with an idea that we think might might go somewhere so Mina's going to lead us in and explain what we're going to talk about today so leading on from nathan's abscess this absence this is exactly what we're talking about so as you guys know we've mentioned previous podcasts and nathan's you know he's built two clinics now he's trying to manage his existing one and building a new one and this is generally a great step and sometimes sacrifices need to be made but which ones right is it the detriment of financial gain for return on investment to for expansion or is it you know i need to be in the business i can't afford it i'm too scared to take a risk to to get to the next step so what steps are critical what's important what are the do's and don'ts of what we should and how do we know that we're scaling it to get to that point so we have a little bit of direction so that's the topic of today so i'm really excited to talk about this one so um you boys have done some pretty big jumps in business and continuing to do so and also planning to do more. So let's talk about, um, and maybe Benny, you can start us off, you know, kind of when you started your business, how did you know at what point were you ready to grow from just being yourself, shadowing other health practitioners? When was it time for you to start your clinic and how did you even expand from there? Um, For me, you know, it, like simply it boils down to, I guess, supply and demand, right? We are therapists. We're limited by our time, especially if we run just appointments only, you know, whether you run a 30 minute, 45, 60, 90 minute appointment. So obviously um, when demand exceeds supply, so the demand is obviously the amount of clients coming through and the supply is the amount of appointments that we can run per week or per day or over a select time period. So when when uh, demand uh, overrides your supply um, and, you know, we all work with people in pain, right? So pain, people in pain are in pain immediately. So they need help yesterday. So simple things is they can't afford to, to wait, you know, two weeks, three weeks, six weeks for an appointment. So for me, it was very easy. Once we... Um, once I got to, I guess, like three or four weeks booked in advance and that was running maybe 60-odd sessions a week, that's when I thought, look, I'm getting too overrun for the, to, to run the appointments, you know, and to see as many people as I need to see and I need to basically employ because there's too many people who need, need my help and the only way I can service more people is to actually 
bring another practitioner on because I was already running maximal sessions. So I wasn't prepared to go, you know, seven days a week, 6am start, literally running appointments from 6am, finishing at like 8.45, 9pm at night and then trying to run the back end of the business on that. Yeah. I know you boys have been there as well. So basically it was a very simple, there was too much demand for the supply that I had. So therefore I had to take the next step and employ someone else and that was you Mina when you came on board you're the first one to come on board yeah and I, and I realized that process and it's 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 important for you to kind of be aware when you're kind of you know grinding so hard it's sometimes it's hard to see in um, when you're so focused on the task that you're doing so a couple of really important points I picked up on there and and some things for you guys to really kind of pay attention to so when you when you demand overrides your supply so what Benny's talking about there is once you start to exceed a certain amount of clientele it's important for you to register okay I'm going to now slightly impact these clients from getting the results, A, because they're waiting two, three, four weeks to get to me. And then over that time, their condition could be deteriorating as well. Um, mm. The other impact we've got is, you know, trust and demand. So to service that demand, you're going to then put a brand new therapist on. When everyone's so used to your treatment, you know, you've got to offload more time to, to, to put that return on investment to the new to new therapists that you have to then try and trust your clients to go to. And then you've, you've got the focus of working on the business versus in the business. So these are really, really, really critical points that, you know, Benny's kind of pointed out to us and to kind of add to that, you know, when I'm working, you know, on the grind constantly, there's a few things that kind of came to my mind was that where do I want my business to grow? And this is why, we have put in so many of our previous podcasts that your planning and prioritization is actually critical because if you're working towards getting bigger, then that shouldn't be a shock to you, right? Mm. If you haven't planned your approach to getting big, so I said to myself, my body clinic, I set myself 12 months to set it up because by the second year, I wanted to open up clinic number two. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I started to onboard, I had my policies and processes. So that way, when someone else came into the clinic as a new therapist, everything was kind of set up for them. Right. I knew how the impact of me coming out of the business was in order to spend some time coaching and developing these future therapists. And now I've been able to employ, I think, four therapists over a period of six months. And if I need to leave or exit the business, I can. Yeah, absolutely. Good points there, brother. So, um, so it's my dog in the background, but Dan, you've done a couple of interesting times. You've gone into state. So tell us how you've kind of been able to, you know, have a really busy clinic and do all that sort of stuff as well as doing the mentoring. And then obviously due to COVID, you're able to kind of pick up and go into state. Um, yeah, look, I think, uh, nothing on you boys, to be honest. Like, I think all you three guys are well miles ahead of what i'm doing in terms of that clinical aspect of things um i think the, the the good thing about what i do i guess was it was easy to move just because i wouldn't really say like when i look at you guys i think you guys actually run a clinic you have other people work for you you have a lot of you have staff and you have a lot of stuff going on versus with me i feel like it's more of a it's just like a small studio it's just me it's pretty like low risk and pretty easy so i can i mean there's still involvements of like having to scale and like do what we're talking about and you know allocate my time to do other things but for me it was like um i know my ambition wasn't really to hire anyone i was kind of just enjoying you know being first year out especially from uni when i started my clinic my idea was like i don't want to deal with other people like i'm still learning myself finishing uni and just like running the business and learning how to be an osteo is already enough for my brain to handle so yeah. i guess like for me it was more 
it's probably not inspiring, but I was like, I was literally just rolling with the punches, trying to see how things grew. I think remember when I first met Benny, I was doing like 20 sessions a week and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I kind of want to teach. I kind of want to treat people. I kind of want to coach people. I kind of want to travel to Australia and not have the clinic. Like, I don't know what I want to do. So it was very much, a, uh, I don't know, a process that kind of fell into place. And I guess like my biggest thing for growth uh, would have been like when it came to earlier this year and I started running more education, it was not a habit of like, the supply was good. I was probably seeing 40, 40, 45 people a week. And it was probably getting to that point where I was like, I might have to start looking at other people, but I never wanted to just cause I knew that I wasn't a hundred percent committed to it. And as you would know, you know, if you're going to hire someone, you want to know, I've got a, I've got a long-term plan. I'm not just hiring someone as like an emergency fuck. I need someone yeah, to help yeah. out. Yeah. <clears throat> For me, you know, at the time I was starting the education. So it was like, okay, if I'm seeing 40, 50 people a week, it's not enough time for me to start creating content, delivering content, coaching people online, you know, and essentially it was like the same sort of issue, just very different because it wasn't just face-to-face demand. It was like, can I service the people I'm servicing face-to-face? Can I also write 20, 30 programs a week and service these other people? And then can mm. I start to service 20, 30 students and write content and be present at the same time? So, um, yeah, like the VA was a big one for me. Um, hiring the VA was fucking game changer. <laughs> Best $10 an hour you'll ever spend. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess it's like just a little bit more flexible because a lot of what I do is online, so it doesn't rely on the the, the physical that's location. Right. So that's right. Even, even now in Adelaide, I think it's more of a personal brand where I, if I go to Adelaide, I go to Brisbane, like I can treat people because it's more of a me thing versus a clinic thing. Versus, yeah. um, you know, if I was to have a clinic, a physical location with five therapists, and that's obviously a bit different and a completely different business model. So I guess it's a little bit different to what you guys do, just in terms of. Similar, similar principles are just different the way we do things. Yeah, but yeah. there's still a lot of other people that do what you do. So I think this is still uh, a great insight into how you've still been able to make that work, right? So whether you're running a clinic, I think the point is that you're, you're able to kind of go from clinic work mm-hmm. to education, Yeah. right? And to be able to kind of let that go, you kind of need to know, well, if money's not coming in from the other side, then what's the transition look like and that grace period of time where I built that content to launch to then managing the other side of the business. So this is where I see the gold, right, is the steps that you take to make that critical aspect of it seamless. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's down to 20 sessions a week. At one stage it was 15. So, yeah, it was a big cut in terms of instant income because it's like your income pretty much goes from, you know, it was a 50% drop in income for a six week period while I was building out stuff. Um, and then, you know, obviously once it was built out and launched, it was like, okay, you know, it was a good return on investment once you get that stuff launched, but like there's that grace period of like, oh, I can hire someone or I can just take a drop. But it's like, if you can see that return on investment long-term, then it makes sense. Um, yeah, definitely processes in the middle and steps along the way. Yeah. I think it, it boils down to, like Mina said at the start, goals and visions about where, where you want to be. Um, 10 years, five years, two years, whatever it might be, what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? What actually gets you fired up and passionate about business and what do you actually want to do in your business? Now, do you want to be, become an educator um, and big personal brand? Do you want to build your clinic and brand over your own name? Like, it, There's a hundred different ways to do it. Do you want to eventually just not even do anything just have the clinic running on its own and you just go and do your crypto trading or whatever that might, <laughs> that might be. That's probably what I want to do. We just uh, have not the completely. backup plan. <laughs> yeah. I think so. It's about combining, you know, all of those variables into one. So obviously when demand 
exceeds supply like in the same for any business model it's it's all right time to provide more supply so um i think that even like let's like i want to go down the education path as well and run courses and you know develop e-commerce products and all this sort of thing but in order for me to step back and reduce sessions for the week it had to be then all right well if i'm reducing i'm reducing for a reason i've put in someone else to fill in the time i've mentored them i've coached them i'm continually developing developing them as a practitioner and trying to standardize the methodologies and practices across the board so that way you know the people who like me will still like rulan who will still like this person that person whatever therapist you got in your team so I believe it's a combination of the passion, the goals, and then it's about running the logistics of everything. So what are your overheads? What can you, how much cash flow do you need coming through to keep everything afloat? What happens when there's a COVID pandemic and you've been fucking shut down um, for, for six months and, and there's, there's no real reason to keep you shut. Um, I think it's then having that, uh, contingency plan around all right we just need enough money to keep our responsibilities and our, our liabilities afloat and avoiding basically going under yeah it's a good point and and that's what we call forecasting right so if if you want to be able to jump to a therapist or you're hoping to do that these are the sorts of things that you kind of need to think about um in terms of you know how much money is in the bank can i stay afloat what are my general expenses to in, in terms of doing that you know what's going to be the return on investment on taking myself out to put the time someone and the person that i bring in are they then going to make that money back that i kind of <clears throat> lost and, that, and that's what we call the roi right um and they're scary steps to take <laughs> right they're, yep. they're quite scary steps to take but they're not scary when they're planned right and right. your confidence comes from that right from your planning and and working with people to help understand okay is the pressure i'm taking right you know work with your accountant you know collaborate with other business people that have done that in, in the past to make sure that you're not doing the mistakes that you know other people have done and even get yourself a business coach if you're still not sure on how to do this there's a lot of business coaches out there that will support you through that process so at any point in time that you need something um you know you've got a bit of a backbone in terms of a map <clears throat> on how to do it yeah i think it's a good point and anything if it's personal training if it's a physio if it's business coaching if it's whatever profession it might be yeah, there is usually someone out there who's already been there, done that. There's already someone out there who can walk you through it and hold your hand and make sure yep. you don't make any sort of fatal mistakes. So I think that, um, yeah, this podcast is along the lines of a lot of other stuff that was said, but at the end of the day, it's about pursuing what you want to do. It's living the life you want to live, planning for that and making sure that you're not, you know, letting down the people who are working with you and you're not letting down your clients as well. So I think it's just about really combining everything, all the variables. And I think on the, uh, net, one of the next podcasts, I'm actually going to ask my business coach to come on <clears throat> and have a chat to us about, you know, the importance of a business coach, what she does, how she goes about it. So um, her name's uh, Alicia and her husband, James, run the business. So they're called Massage Champions and they work specifically with health professionals because they've run clinics themselves. So mm. um, I'd love to get on the call and, you know, give you guys a bit of a, an insight into how they do things, why they do things, the reward, you know, the benefits they get. Um, and I think it will give you guys a lot of insight into the steps we've taken to get yeah. to where we are. That'll be good, bro. Any other uh, 
Any other thoughts there, Dan? I just echo what Mina said. I reckon, yeah, the, the biggest thing, especially for me, development-wise, was, yeah, just like trying to get a clear path and idea of what's going on and then find someone who's done what you've done, like find, figure out what your point B is, find someone who's at your point B who's done it a million times so you can essentially like fast track your, um, fast track your process of getting there um, and just help you along the way. So similar to me now, like you know, invested a lot of money and time in business coaches and mentors to help me get there. And I think it's like the, the, probably the most important thing you need when you have big goals and big ambitions. Absolutely. We're all, we're all big dreams, big visions. We're all shaking up the industries, which is really good. So, um, and that, that's another point, you know, just for business is like, if you're already going into a, a, a competitive industry and a competitive business, like, and, and you, your passion might not be as standardized as everyone else's. It's like, that's also one way to, to build and generate great businesses to have that niche and to have that, that passion, which might be a little bit different to, to what the herd has. So I think, um, yeah, if you combine all the variables, you get the right guidance, you, you weigh up, you know, whether you can take the risks or not, like it's a, it becomes, as Mina said, it doesn't become so risky anymore. Like what, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, you, you go back and work a few more extra shifts for a few more months, like until you build up that kitty again, you, you know, you, you refine what you're spending and you, you take out a few expenses that are unnecessary. So if you've got the, the passion, the drive to be where you want to be at point B, as Dan said, then you will make it happen regardless of the circumstances. It's about being resourceful, really. I think all the most successful people find a way to get stuff done when they don't have the resources, like your back's against the wall and you figure out how to find the money or find the time and if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen sort of thing. Like, there's not, Obviously, there's some strategy to it. It's not just work hard and you'll, your dreams will come true, but I think if you have the, the right people around you, you're willing to invest and are resourceful, um, then you know, the outcome is pretty inevitable. It's just how long it will take you to get there. Love it. Matter of when, not if. I like that. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Yeah, do the the old Twitter Twitter quote, screenshot it and chuck it on you on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> Give you some authority. All right. Well, Mina, you got the outro today. I uh, love it. So just a couple of the points, just to summarize, kind of know where you're at um, or how to recognize where you're at when you're ready to, to go on. So A, kind of have that in the plan, right? So don't kind of just take it week on week and see where see what happens. Plan your progress. And then from there, I would definitely review and have a look at a business coach, someone that can give you the stuff or the knowledge that you don't have, right? So you can spend the time doing the actions that you need to do, right? Have a look at your supply and demand. That will give you an indication in terms of, you know, am I ready to kind of onboard someone? What does that look like? And then, you know, when you progress to you taking yourself out of the business, well, you need to also plan that and know by you taking yourself out of the business, there's going to be moments where you're going to have a decrease in cash flow. So will I be able to sustain that cash flow while, you know, bring someone else on board? Um, and reach out to the people around you who've done it before. So these are just the little things that we've kind of wanted to summarize for you guys today. So if you're thinking about growing 
grow. If you're thinking about getting a business coach, go out and do it. If you're not sure, ask the question. Don't leave yourself pondering because what is achievable in a year, you'll be surprised on how much you'll actually return on your investment by actually putting these things in place. So whether you know you're looking at running a clinic, whether you're looking at coming out of uni and starting fresh, you know whether you're going to jump from clinical work to educational work, um, doesn't matter what that step is because at some point you're going to have to decrease your hours to in order to get that return on investment to grow. So we hope that's helped you guys today. Um, give us a love, give us some love, give us a share on, on the socials, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.